And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys! Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Ed Gardner stars as Archie, the manager of Duffy's Tavern from 1950. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song. My job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? Right, and I decided to choose songs that I know you'd appreciate because they all have food in the title. Food. Huh. Can you think of any song about food? Not one. No, I cannot. Interesting. And is there a pizza on the line here? There is absolutely a pizza so on the line. So here's how it works, folks. If I get them all right, Lisa has to buy me a pizza. And yep. if I get them all wrong, I have to buy myself a pizza. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, yeah, just like that. <laughs> uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Here is the first song. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. I drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And then good old boys were singing whiskey and rye, singing this will be the day that I die. Who sings better? Oh, you. Me or... Absolutely. uh, Don McLean. Don McLean. (laughs) Oh, for sure you. So this was released in 71. And the album called American Pie. It was a yeah. number one hit for four weeks in 72. Wow. Okay. All right. Here's your statement. All right. The Day the Music Died was printed on the back of the album cover. Real or ridiculous? The Day the Music That's Died was printed what? On the back of the album cover. Real or ridiculous? Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Ah! It was, the quote is, Dedicated to Buddy Holly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I thought the day the music died died sounded sounded good, but so did uh, the Big Bopper. Yep. And um, and Richie Valens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sad. All right. Well, I'm on my way to a pizza. You're on the way. Mm -hmm. Mushroom and sausage. Oh no, you've got plenty of time to mess things up. Here's the next song. Okay. Oh, Rudy, to the Brudy, 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 oh, Okay. Here's your statement. All right. 
Queen covered this song. Real or ridiculous? Queen. Queen. Um, I'm going to say that's ridiculous. All right, let's listen and see who it is. It's Queen. That's Queen? It's Queen. No, it is real. Oh, man. So, this is Queen covering Tutti Frutti. Yeah. No pizza on the no line. No pizza today. All right. All right. All right. What can you do? All right. Yep. Here's your I next never song. heard this version. Nor did I. <laughs> okay. That is the Rolling Stone. Sure is. Brown Sugar. From their album Sticky Fingers, 1971. Of course, a number one hit. Yep. Wow. Yeah. All right. So here's your statement. Mm-hmm. Brown sugar was used. The commercial. Uh, the song "Brown Sugar" was used in a commercial for Pepsi. Real or ridiculous? Just around midnight. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no. I, I'm gonna say that I um, don't sing quite as good as Mick Jagger. I'm but gonna I'm, have to agree with that. He's just. Maybe 5% better than At me. least 5 I'm going to say ridiculous. All right, let's listen to the commercial and see what it's for. Watch out for the new Pepsi can. Wow. It was Pepsi? It sure was. It's brown sugar, and it was for Pepsi. Wow. So it was real. Holy moly. That's really good. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You would uh, you would have got me on that first I one. I know. I know. All right. Here's the last song. Okay. Let me take you down. Because I'm going to. That's the Beatles. Yep. Strawberry Fields. John Lennon and released in 1967, Strawberry Fields Forever. Strawberry Fields Forever. I'm trying to get a record gig out of this radio show, Lisa. Mm, I know. You've been working at it for quite a while, but no, one has uh, no luck. My phone has not rang. Yeah. Not even once. It hasn't rang or rung. It hasn't rung, hasn't rang. <laughs> it hasn't ring, rang, or rung. It did not ring. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And no one out there. I mean, doesn't anyone out there have a record label and they want to sign me? I mean, a little auto tuning. Yeah, just a little. Just lessons, some lessons. I don't know. All right, here's your statement. All right. The working title of this song was Nothing is Real. Real or ridiculous? Real. Ridiculous. It's not too bad. So. Unfortunately, you only got one correct, <laughs> the first one, and you went you downhill so from there. You were so close to a pizza, I was Lisa. so darn close. Oh, I think man. I should maybe get three quarters no, of a pizza. No, 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 that's not how it works. That, that is not oh, how it works. All right, well, I was well very ooh, close. that first one saved, yeah. my, saved me. Saved your what? Saved my, <laughs> saved my book. Just saved me. My B-U-T-T. <laughs> All right, thanks, Lisa Wolf. Thanks, Carl. More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Don't forget, we have a club for our listeners. It's called the Classic Radio Club. You should check it out. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com. You could uh, get CDs of all these great radio shows sent to you each and every month. Every 30 days, you get five more CDs with 10 shows plus a booklet. And if you want them digitally sent to you, you can do that, too. But learn all about the Classic Radio Club by going to ClassicRadioClub.com. And many of your fellow listeners are part of that club. We do appreciate the club members. And um, it's uh, I put only the best quality shows in there. Like, you get 10 shows every month that are going to be like high-fidelity classic radio programs, the best shows right from the discs, masters, and uh, a terrific booklet in there that um, I write with Carl Shadow, so you know it's going to be good. ClassicRadioClub.com. All right, time for Duffy's Tavern. My brother Vince loves this show. He hates Gildersleeve, but he loves Duffy's Tavern. And I, I really like the great Gildersleeve. I don't know why he has such a problem with it, Lisa. Maybe... He just has a problem with, uh, does he like comedy He doesn't like general? the laugh. It's the laugh, yeah. yeah. He doesn't like the hee yeah. There's others that, that feel that way, too. Yeah, but he loves Duffy's Tavern. And I got to tell you, it is one of the funniest shows. The writing's amazing. And Ed Gardner was the producer, creator, director, and he starred in it. This was like his baby. And uh, he played Archie the... Um, Manager of Duffy's Tavern, which was a fly-infested dive on 3rd and 23rd Streets in New York City, where the elite meet to eat. Um, very funny series. Um, usually a guest star would stop by. On this particular episode, he buys um, like a um, helicopter. It's very, very funny show. September 7th, 1950, part one of Duffy's Tavern. Blatt's beer is on the air. Blatt's beer is everywhere. Blatt's Milwaukee's finest beer brings you transcribed Duffy's Tavern, starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Friends, Good taste isn't a matter of geography. A good, juicy steak is appreciated just as much in Los Angeles as it is in New York or Milwaukee. And the same goes for good beer. Take Blatt's, for example. 
There's nothing unusual about the good taste of the people who have made Blatt's the largest selling beer in Milwaukee, premium beer capital of the nation. They're the same kind of particular people who have made Blatt's the largest selling Milwaukee beer in scores of other cities in 48 states and 29 foreign countries. Yes, from B to Z, from best to zest, the bywords Blatt's, B-L-A-T-Z, from coast to coast, Milwaukee's finest beer. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. Where do you eat meat to eat and drink Blatt's beer? Right, your man just speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. What's cooking? Uh, nothing. <laughs> the chef just quit. <laughs> huh? uh, no, the hours was okay and the pay was okay. <laughs> it was his cooking. <laughs> he couldn't stand it. <laughs> What'll our customers do if we don't serve some food? Do the same as when we serve food. <laughs> They'll eat someplace else. <laughs> Besides, there's only a few customers in the joint. Well, Herbie the Midget's here. Yeah, just got out of the hospital. Poor little guy. Spent two whole weeks in an oxygen thimble. <laughs> What was his trouble? Uh, he had uh, kidney pebbles. <laughs> And guess who else is back from the hospital? Sailor Slavinsky. Will you remember that $100 bill he had tattooed on his chest? He was robbed. <laughs> huh? No, just a flesh wound. <laughs> But the joke was on the crooks. <laughs> the tattoo was counterfeit. <laughs> uh, hey, that reminds me, Slippery McGuire's coming down tonight. Huh? You saw because he sold you that vanishing cream for Mrs. Duffy? But Duffy, he didn't guarantee to make a vanish permanent. <laughs> okay, so he's a phony. But he's my pal. And I will brook no insults on his behalf. Good day, sir. Eddie. Yes, sir, Mr. Archie? Eddie, Slippery McGuire's coming down here tonight, so leave us lay out the welcome mat for him, huh? We can't do it. Why not? He swiped it the last time he was here. <laughs> Well, that's all in the past, Eddie. Slippery's gone straight. After all, a leopard can change his spots, can he? Well, if he does, it'll be for stripes. <laughs> mm. Just a second. I'll have you know that Slippery McGuire and me has been pals ever since our school days. Hmm. We Some were... pal. Every time that crook comes down here, he swindles you out of your money, and you wind up calling him a dirty, thieving crook. Well, that's true friendship. <laughs> The guy must think an awful lot of me to put up with it. <laughs> you know, Slippery McGuire and me has been pals ever since our school days. We was in PS4 together. Is that so? Yeah, he was even treasurer of our graduating class. You mean you graduated with Slippery? Uh, Miss Duffy, yes. As a matter of fact, there was no graduation that year. The cap and gown money disappeared. <laughs> He started kind of young, didn't he? Yeah, and it was quite a blow to Slippery's father, one of the finest men I've ever met. But it wasn't his fault he couldn't guide Slippery in the right direction. How come? He could only see him on visiting days. <laughs> a chip off the old cell block, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What about his mother? Mrs. McGuire, sweet old lady, but she could never learn to refuse Slippery nothing, you know? She spoiled him. 
He'd come in, he'd say, Mom, I need a $5 bill. She'd go right down the cellar and print one. <laughs> yeah, it was like that till the day they... The day they shaved her leg. <laughs> yeah? Poor Slip has been through plenty. He's been through you a few times. Maybe so, but Slip has put his past behind him. He's now in a legitimate business selling war surplus. Like what? Oh, pistols, uh, shoes, flashlights, uh, refrigerators. Refrigerators? War surplus? The Cold War. <laughs> you know, Eddie, I, I'd like to throw some business slippery's way. You might think I'm going hog wild, but you know what I'm going to buy? Well, what? An airplane. <laughs> An airplane? Yep. Hey, you know, I've always wanted to fly. Well, have you ever considered a kite? <laughs> Don't belittle me, Eddie. The Army's always getting rid of second-hand planes, and maybe Slippery can get me one. Imagine me own airplane, a B-29 or a PBX, you know. <laughs> Flying up there in the clouds. I, I wonder what it's like. <laughs> you an aviator. What's so funny? Oh, well, you get dizzy when you eat a three-decker sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you even I could fly better than you. You could fly... Miss Duffy, I'm talking about airplanes. <laughs> Not Halloween night on a broom. Listen, it so happens that the best pilots in history have been women. Oh, yeah? Name one. Cobina Wright. <laughs> Cobina Wright, a, a pilot? Only the most important of the Wright brothers. <laughs> Okay, him, but, uh... <laughs> but that's just one. <laughs> Don't try to tell me nothing about aviation. You're talking to Archie the Ace. <laughs> I got air in me veins. Oh, yeah? Then how come you black out every time you lick an airmail stamp? Besides, what kind of a junky crate is Slippery McGuire going to palm off on you, Archie? It ain't no junk. It's a genuine army surplus. I know. That crook sold Mama a surplus girdle that split the first time she wore it. Well, don't blame the girdle just because your old lady has too much surplus. <laughs> Archie, why do you always have to say such nasty things behind Mama's back? Well, it offers such a broad field of operations. <laughs> Oh, you, you never have a good word for anybody. On the contrary, I have five good words for you. Hit the road. That's only three. The rest ain't hard to figure. Ah, uh, make a noise like a hoop and roll away. <laughs> Say, Mr. Archie. What is it, Eddie? Your friend Slippery McGuire is here. How do you know? I just reached into my pocket and found myself shaking hands with him. 
Please, Eddie, quiet, you embarrass me. Well, Archie, my old pal. Well, Slippery, my old buddy. My old schoolmate. My old sidekick. The next voice you hear will be that of the old prosecuting attorney. <laughs> Eddie, cut out the rejoiners. Well, Slip, it's great to see you. I guess you've been working hard. Well, uh, not too hard, Arch. I like to take things easy. <laughs> Yeah, you do it that, and yet you're a success. How do you do it, Slip? Watch your point. Ah, very simple, Arch. Hear no evil, speak no evil, and keep moving. <laughs> Still the same old Slip. <laughs> you know, I missed you lately. You must have been away, huh? Oh, only for 30 days. Uh -huh. What was you doing? 30 days. I mean, uh, uh, I've been uh, putting in some time for the government. You know, uh, working on this surplus army stuff. Oh, yeah, I've been yeah. meaning to ask you, Slip. Ain't it a little late to be selling army surplus? Arch, come in. This is surplus army surplus. <laughs> You're right on a ball, ain't you, Slip? Oh, sure, Arch. <laughs> I'm only selling things that people can use in practical everyday life. Yeah, practical everyday? Yeah. Like yeah. what? Well, like uh, landing barges, steam shovels, Quonset huts. Anchors, rip cords, parachutes. Just a second. What's practical about a rip cord? <laughs> what else are you selling? Well, uh, let's put it this way, Arch. What do you need? Well, I don't really need nothing, but I was kind of toying with the idea. Silly to say it. Go ahead, tell your old pal. Nah, too upset. What is it, Arch? I was thinking of an airplane. <laughs> a fighter or a bomber? Slim, you mean there's a chance? Look, Arch, uh, how much have you got to spend? Well, not very much, just 14 bucks. 14 bucks? For that, I wouldn't sell a plane to my own brother. Mm, well, that's all I got. Brother, you bought yourself a plane. <laughs> Of course, uh, for that price, it won't be a four-motor job. No four-motor job? No. Well, how about one of them, uh, them uh, helium copters? Oh, well, that's a cinch. Just give me the 14 bucks, and I'll go get it out of stock before somebody else grabs it. Okay, here you are. Slip good luck, and happy landing. Roger. <laughs> Wilco. <laughs> Aren't you taking to it like a duck to water? <laughs> See you later, you ace you. <laughs> so long. So long, Slip. All right. That's the first portion of Duffy's Tavern, September 7th, 1950, Ed Gardner starring. And he wants to buy an airplane. He ends up with a helium copter. Um, very funny episode with uh, all the gang. This was actually recorded in Puerto Rico, Lisa. In uh, 1949, he took the entire show out of the United States to Puerto Rico to save on taxes. Right. We'll get right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. 
Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Don't forget, we have our live Kickstarter for Bold Venture. It launched yesterday, and we'd love you to check it out. Go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, and a pop-up for Bold Venture. Click that. Takes you to our Save the Bold Venture radio series. We've played some on the air. They were not as good a quality as they will be if we can get all 78 shows um, you know, transitioned or from the tele from the the discs themselves. A um, uh, it is it is really an interesting uh, concept, and it's really uh, something that I've been chasing for years to license the entire Ziv Library, forty one different radio series. This guy was one of the most prolific uh, radio producers in the history of the Golden Age, and um, he was able to sign Bold Ventures. Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Can you imagine? They were busy back then. Power couple, right? Right. Sort of like, uh, you know, you and Dan. Mm, sure. Exactly you and Dan Wolf. Sure. Um, and so they were like um, almost untouchable. Like, you know, networks were trying to sign them. And Ziv managed to get them to star in this series. And it was a great series. Very high, big budget. Great. In fact, I read that the um, the writers were the highest paid writers in radio. Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and then Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall made a pretty penny doing it. And it was a really good exotic adventure series, 78 radio episodes. We'll have them all for you, um, you know, directly from the discs. And it's all through Kickstarter. We need to raise the funds to do the, um, you know, the disc transfers. So if you want to help, that would be great. We need our listeners to help. Go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com, and click the Bold Venture pop-up, and you will end up with these shows, uh, depending on how much you can pledge towards the goal of getting these all uh, off the discs. You will receive either these shows on CD or digital downloads. And I think um, it's a really worthy cause. I also think that you become a part of helping to preserve these classic radio shows where not all of these have been preserved before. Yeah. So there's a lot of new shows that you nobody had access to until you know, until now. Yeah, there is there is some in circulation, but there's a bunch of them. Um like more about two dozen episodes that are not in circulation. So I can't wait to hear those. Yeah. And and when you go to the Kickstarter site, you will uh you'll hear the quality of these shows and you will also uh, see a video of how we do the um you know, transcribe the uh, the actual audio from the disc. It's also um, 
Kickstarter so you know it's a very safe and secure site and your card does not get charged until or unless you meet you meet your goal that you yeah. need to to do the whole um how many is it how many it's 78 78, 78 yeah. shows yeah so, so to, it's a project yeah, yeah. please pledge uh, we really need our listeners to help uh go to hollywood360radio.com click the bold venture pop up take you right to our kickstarter page thanks for your help and um hopefully we'll have these to play on the air and uh you'll own them too if you pledge all right we're listening to Duffy's Tavern, a broadcast from September 7th, 1950. Here's the conclusion. Hey, Eddie. Yeah? Eddie, guess what? Slippery's going to get me one of them helium copters. A what? One of them airplanes you can land on a dime. Three to one that Slippery don't leave you a dime to land it on. <laughs> oh, no. Eddie, Eddie, I can see myself right now. Hmm? Me hand froze to the controls, coming in for a graceful crash landing. All of a sudden, I get a flash on the radio. Stand by for ceiling zero. What? Oh, hello, Finnegan. Hey, Finnegan, maybe you'd be interested in my new project. Uh, do you like flying? Uh, no, not me. Why not? My arms get tired. What I mean is Slippery McGuire was just here and he's in the army surplus business. If I could hang out of his mind. Why? Who's gonna buy a surplus army? <laughs> uh, hey, did, did you buy anything from him? Yeah, I bought an airplane. No fooling. What kind? Well, uh, you know what a helium copter is? Sure, a guy who cops helium. <laughs> Well, not exactly. Oh. It's an airplane. Oh. And oh. terrific. It can go straight up in the air, straight down, mm -hmm. sideways, frontwards, backwards, you know. It's ambidextrous. <laughs> and in fact, it can do everything that a bird can do. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'd like to see it eat a wound. You know, I think you've got a nice, clean air pocket where your head should be. Uh, thanks, Arch. I've always considered myself air miner. Uh, so but, have I. But uh, there's only one thing I can't understand. What's that? Uh, what holds an airplane up in the air? Well, uh, that, uh, that's a thing I'll have to explain to you. You know, yeah. it's uh, one of the basic laws of physics. Uh, for instance, you take air. That's uh, H2O. It's much heavier than water Now, on the other hand, uh, metal is a conductor Which conducts the oxygen through the hydrogen uh, Which creates a vacuum Which gives us gravity Which, in turn, naturally pulls the plane up into the air Is it clear so far? Dodge, what am I, a dope? <laughs> No, but even I had a little trouble with it at first. Well, uh, to go on, uh, you see, we take the stratosphere. Uh, what, uh... Well, it's what it sounds like. Uh, it's, uh, it's a fear of high places. Oh. Stratosphere. 
Now, in order to fly a straight line, the navigator checks the ground speed against the plane speed, which is, shall we assume, uh, 200 Fahrenheit an hour? Oh, that sounds like a lot of Fahrenheit. Well, don't forget, we've come a long way since the days when we had to land a plane by hand. <laughs> Today, we have automatic horsepower, frequency modulation, Wing spreads as high as uh, 39 RPMs. <laughs> Automatic tail fins, uh, in case the rudder goes on the blink. Uh, you know what used to happen in the old days when the rudder went on the blink? The cow didn't give no milk. Are you sure this whole conversation ain't been too mechanical for you? No, not at all. By the way, how chances for a job on your plane? Well, I don't know. You think you're right for the air? As right as I am for the land. <laughs> oh, come on now. Give me a break. I could help run your aeroplane. You know me Uncle Pierre was your famous flyer. Your Uncle Pierre? Well, yeah. He was the first guy to try to cross the channel in a balloon. And Arch... Uh, guess what he used for ballast? What? A case of Blatt's beer. Oh. Yeah. A very tasty ballast. Yeah. Uh, did he have any trouble getting a balloon across the channel? Uh, well, it would have been a perfect crossing, but for one thing. What was that? He never got the balloon off the ground. <laughs> Why not? He just couldn't bring himself to throw that ballast overboard. <laughs> Well, with a wonderful beer like Blatch, you can hardly blame the guy. But uh, tell me, Finnegan, uh, didn't that balloon ever get up in the air? Oh, yeah, one time, Arch. My uncle took the Blatch out of the balloon and it sailed way up in the air. 5,000 feet, 10,000, 20,000, 40,000, 50,000, 40,000. Back to 40,000? Air pocket. <laughs> yeah. And then up to 50,000 feet, 100,000 feet. Wait a minute, Finnegan. Nobody could live at 100,000 feet. The, the very words my uncle said as he sat there on the ground sipping his blast. <laughs> you know, your uncle was a pretty smart guy. <laughs> You're back, Slim. Huh? Uh, well, uh, tell me, where's me helium? Hey, uh, look, Arch, we've hit a little snag here. The Army's getting a little sticky about their aeroplanes. Yeah, huh? We'll have to clear this deal through Washington. <laughs> Who in Washington? Come here, Arch. Nobody listening? No. Can I trust you? Certainly. The man I'm talking about is you-know-who. No, Ken. You know who? Arch, please don't mention names. <laughs> yes, sir, we're taking this right up to the top. Give me the phone. Here you are, Slip. Thanks. Hello. Hello, operator. Washington, D.C., please. Hello, Arch. <laughs> this is Slip. Oh, my God. Trigby Lee himself. <laughs> hey, look, Dean, I got something for you to clear through uh, you-know-who. Yeah, a buddy of mine wants to buy a helicopter. Yeah, something in the 10 to $15 bracket. <laughs> in the bag, swell, Dean. Well, uh, give my regards to the gang on Pennsylvania Avenue. 
Oh, by the way, uh, tell Harry I'm still trying to get that Spike Jones record at a Missouri waltz, will you? <laughs> hey. So long, Dean. That's your all set. You got yourself an airplane. Oh, gee, thanks, boy. I can hardly wait till I take me first spin in that helium car. Your first spin? Just a minute, Arch. You won't be able to take that plane up in the air. Why not? No propeller. <laughs> what? Arch, did you ever hear of anybody buying an airplane with a propeller for $14? No. Well, then let's be reasonable. <laughs> okay, how much more for the propeller? One dollar. <laughs> I ain't got a dollar. All I got is this uh, lucky piece here, slip if you're willing to take it. It's a, just a Chinese coin. Chinese coin. Uh, uh, what's it worth? 200,000 yen. What's that in American money? Half a buck. <laughs> well, uh, let's see what it says here in the catalog. Let's see. Helicopter, $14. Helicopter landing gear, $12. Oh, here it is. Helicopter propeller, 200,000 yen. <laughs> I was right on a button, huh? Yeah, this is your lucky day, Arch. And now that I got the final okay from you-know-who, I'll arrange immediate delivery. And here's your official handbook of flying instructions with the personal autograph of Gregory Peck. The greatest flyer of them all. Well, so long, Arch. See you in the cockpit. So long, Slip. <laughs> Boy, Eddie, you know, this is wonderful. I can see myself already. Whizzing across the continent, transatlantic flights across the Pacific. Can you imagine it? Breakfast in Duffy's Tavern. Two hours later, lunch at the Miami Biltmore in Chicago. <laughs> Ten hours later, supper at the Hollywood Bowl. Well, what held you up between Chicago and Hollywood? Well, I had to stop. I needed gas. Not if you had breakfast at Duffy's Tavern. I don't see the connection. Well, that's we're all set. Oh, Slip, hey, I forgot to ask you, where am I going to keep this helium copter? In a hangar, of course. A hangar? Where am I going to get a hangar? Well, uh, don't you know anybody that uh, might sell you one? Oh. Slip, <laughs> hey, maybe you could, huh? Arch, don't you think this is carrying friendship a little too far? Yeah. Although it just so happens I do have a few hangers in stock. You do? Yeah. Slip, could you could you spare me just one? Well, you uh, know, just for old time's sake. Oh, uh, what's the use, Arch? You always get around me. <laughs> I'm too soft-hearted for my own good. Uh, how much dough you got left? Well, I'm broke, eh? You know, you took me last 14 bucks. Well, that was your money. How about the cash register? <laughs> Are you suggesting arson? <laughs> That's Duffy's money. So what? An aeroplane hanger right here on his roof will mean more business to Duffy, won't it? <coughs> hello? Duffy's Tavern. Eddie, the ground crew speaking. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Duffy. Huh? Mr. Archie? You mean Archie the pilot? He's busy dipping his wings in the cash register. <laughs> By the way, uh, <clears throat> how much is this hanger? Huh? Well, let's see the catalog here. List price, June, it's $7. Well, that's okay. I got $10 here. Ten? Oh. <laughs> well, that's June. Let's see. 
July eight dollars, August nine dollars. Uh, Arch, what month is this? September. It'll make it even ten dollars. <laughs> yes, sir. And to show you what a good fellow I am, with the hanger, I'm gonna throw in a windsock. Well, thanks, Slip. I, I wear a size twelve. <laughs> I'll make a note of that. Well, Arch, one more meeting with our contact, you know who, and we'll have you up in the air. I'll be right back with the plan. Here you are, Slip, two bucks. Well, okay, Arch, and here's your wings. You know who insisted that I give them to you at the wholesale price. Gee. Yeah. Now, Arch, you're all set. I'll be right back with the plane. Here you are, Slip. Two and a quarter. <laughs> and here you are, Arch. Your genuine never leak parachute. Together with a box of emergency tire patches. Gee. Well, Arch, it looks like you're all set. I'll be right back with the plane. Seventy-five, eighty-five, ninety cents. Here it is, slip. Okay, Arch, and here's your non-skid white wall retractable landing gear. Gee. Well, Slip, when do I get me plane? Yep, yep, just as soon as I get final clearance from, uh, you know who. Slip, it's empty. <laughs> empty, huh? Well, never mind that, Hutch. I got great news for you. Congratulations. For what? I've just been in conference with the you know who and you know what. <laughs> Who? I mean, what? Hold on to your hat, kid He's coming down here tonight to install the hangar in person In person? <whistles> what an honor, huh? Uh, certainly And naturally, before he puts in the hangar He'll want to look over your pilot's license Your pilot's license? Yeah, that's just a formality, of course Look, I ain't got no pilot's license <laughs> No pilot's license? No. This is a fine time to tell me that. Is it serious? Oh, what have we got ourselves into? Do you know what the fine is for operating a plane in a hangar without a license? How much? $29.15. Slip, this is terrible. Can't, can't you fix it with the you-know-who? Well, now, look, that depends. But where am I going to get $29.15? Well, let me see. How about the dough I gave you for the plane and the hangar and the parachute and stuff? How much was that? $29.15. By George, that's quick thinking, Arch. <laughs> I'll take it right over to you-know-who. So long, little pal. So long, Slip. And <laughs> thanks a million. Gee, Eddie, I, I, I don't know what I'd do without the old pal Slippery. Say, Archie. Oh, hello, Officer Clancy. You look kind of tired. What you been doing? I've been looking for a swindler who's been operating on 3rd Avenue. Oh, yeah? What's his name? You know who. <laughs> uh, three from five is two. Carry the three Z's and add four. What you doing, Miss Duffy? I'm subtracting $29.15 from your weekly salary. What's so tough about that? 
Did you ever try to subtract $29.15 from $15? <laughs> and all because you had that crazy idea about being a great flyer. Yeah, and I didn't even come close. Well, don't feel too bad. After all, you did succeed in making an ace of yourself. Don't try to cheer me up, Miss Duffy. What really burns me up is that I had my heart set on taking a plane trip to Milwaukee. Well, maybe you can't go to Milwaukee, but we can bring Milwaukee to you. How do you mean? Here, have a blast, dear. Oh. Thanks, Miss Duffy. You know, I, I guess you could travel everywhere and never find a better or more refreshing beer than Blatt's. <laughs> right you are, Archie. So right that if you took a palate preference poll of the people in Milwaukee or in the state of Wisconsin, you'd find the majority, and I mean the great majority, would agree with you. Yes, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the premium beer capital of America, the brewing center of the USA, the home of our finest beers, Blatt's, B-L-A-T-Z, is the largest selling beer and by a great and growing margin. Friends, you don't have to come from Milwaukee to appreciate Blatt's. Try Blatt's tomorrow. Compare it with any beer at any price. Your own good taste will tell you what folks in Milwaukee have known for almost 100 years, that Blatt's, B-L-A-T-Z, Blatt's is Milwaukee's finest beer. Be sure to listen next week at the same time to Duffy's Tavern, transcribed over most of these same stations. The Ronald Coleman's will be back next Wednesday on NBC. That is Duffy's Tavern, September 7th, 1950. Archie buys an airplane, ends up with a helium copter. Very funny episode, sponsored by Blatt's Beer. Milwaukee's Finest is heard on NBC. Time for Sarah Knight Adamson and her backstage pass. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I'm going to review the Netflix TV series, Virgin River, Season 5, Part 1. The initial storyline centers on Mel, a nurse, as she has moved from L.A. to the small town of Virgin River, it's located in Northern California. She starts a new job and a new life, working with the town doctor played by Tim Matheson. Ultimately, Mel falls in love with Jack. You're going to be a fantastic father. You might even be better than me at it. Oh, really? I know you don't mean that. Obviously not. It makes sense to prioritize my high-risk pregnancy and my family over my job. The role of Mel is played by Alexandra Breckenridge, and Jack is Martin Henderson. Real heroes are the ones with the courage to do what's right, who walk toward the things most people would run away from. They're the people who push past their fears, who face the unknown, and hold on to their faith even when the deck is stacked against them. We will rise from the ashes. That's the power of Virgin River. Virgin River began in 2019, and it's known for its breathtaking outdoor scenery. I'm way in on this family-centered series. The excellent scripts are written so that you have a deep understanding of the characters. You'll celebrate their dreams, and oh, you'll be saddened by their misfortunes. 
Best of all, the gorgeous scenery takes you away to a very special place indeed, a place where neighbors truly care about each other. Part 2 of Season 5 will drop during December. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your National Film and TV critic. Look for my in-person coverage of the Telluride Film Festival posted to Sarah's Backstage Pass. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Lisa, in our next hour, it's You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx. I love that. I know you do. And we're going to play Learning the Lyrics. I love that, too. We are on the letter K. K. What do you think? I don't know. Think of a song with the start with Um, the letter K. Karaoke. Is that a song? No. No. Um, I have no idea. I know. See you soon. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.